Hello, this is Pastor Lonnie at Kaz Church. Just wanted to share some thoughts with you on the eve of Thanksgiving. Ready or not, uh, the holidays are here, both the delight and the stress, all the to-dos, the places to be, the people to see, the gifts to be bought. And around this time, I always begin to think on how I can live through this particular season with all its blessings and all of its pitfalls in the most Christ-honoring way possible. And maybe that sort of thing is on your mind too. For those who call themselves disciples of Jesus Christ, Thanksgiving may be calendared in our country on the fourth Thursday of every November, but Thanksgiving is to be a continual way of our hearts, a familiar path that we walk time and again as we acknowledge the mighty works that God has done on our behalf. And we give praise to him for his goodness toward people like us who are so undeserving. God is gracious, he's merciful, and he delights to give good to his children. And the natural response from those children is praise or thanks. But sin makes war against all of this. There lives inside of me and you a power that delights in ingratitude. We've all seen that child, or maybe we've been that child, who on Christmas morning has received an overabundance of gifts but still isn't satisfied. Uh, in fact, that child may be upset because he didn't get the one thing that he wanted or because he sees somebody else get something better. And we adults, we would like to chastise this little brat for his bad attitude, and we should. But at the same time, realizing that there's something of a brat <clears throat> still inside of us that does the same thing. We're just better at hiding it, usually. Giving thanks is mentioned all over the Bible. It's assumed that those who have received such wonderful grace will do so. It's a duty, a blessed habit, of seeing the good that God has done and responding appropriately. So the mouth of David cried out, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he's good, for his steadfast love endures forever. 1 Chronicles 16:34. As long as our good God's love endures, we should give him thanks. And because that love will last forever, so will our praise. In the New Testament, every good thing is recognized as a gift from God and as a cause for giving thanks to him. Things like food and faithful friends, salvation and obedience, spiritual gifts and spiritual growth, for the memories of God's gracious works in others, and for the blessing of God's gracious gift in the person of Jesus Christ. All good toward us finds its source in a good father, summed up nicely in words like these, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, Ephesians 5.20. So I have to express my gratitude that this holiday is on the calendar for Thursday uh, because it draws my attention to my sinful tendency to take for granted all the good in my life and fail to give thanks to such a gracious Lord and Savior. I need to cultivate the habit of making every day to be a day called Thanksgiving. God forgive me for my tendency toward the opposite. But the holiday season brings more gifts. If this Thursday blesses me with a gentle reproof that I am habitually prone to be not thankful, the following month is a constant drumbeat of the heart's desire for her twin called not content. At every turn we'll be told of the things that we need to have, the newest, the brightest, the most discounted, and the end that is promised to us through all of this is more happiness, whether it's for ourselves or for those that we love. But not content is sure to rear her ugly head somewhere during the month, maybe right there underneath the tree. Not only do I need to develop the godly habit of thanksgiving, 
I need Christmas to nudge my heart toward God-honoring contentment. Paul told some loved friends of his that he had learned in whatever situation he was in to be content. His circumstances and his possessions did not determine his satisfaction. There was something stored deep within this man given by the grace of God that hunger, need, shipwreck, persecution, jail, that those things could not take from him. He had Christ, his joy, his strength, his presence always with him. So Paul had discovered the greatest of all treasures in his Savior and always found himself satisfied in him no matter where he went or what happened to his person. Our hearts desperately need contentment in a world of affluence and prosperity. There's always a Jones who has more and better, but you and I, as we follow Christ, can just be happy for them, not care to keep up with them. Christmas will come and Christmas will go, but not content wants to stay long after the tree comes down. And for some of you, there is no lure in things. You don't look for contentment in trinkets and toys, so maybe some of this uh, really doesn't sound very familiar to you or overly attractive to you. Contentment doesn't come in a package. But maybe you do find its promise in your personal relationships, in your job, your living arrangements, your comforts, wrapped in bowed in, in the hope of some sort of middle-class American dream. Your God desires that you find contentment in whatever you have, in whatever situation you're in. You do not need to be captive to any cultural expectation. Christ is enough, he promises. If he is your treasure and your ultimate joy, contentment won't disappear tomorrow or ever, no matter what comforts God blesses you with or removes. As the writer of Hebrews said, be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. The presence of Christ, a belonging to him, an inheritance with him bought by blood, a blessed hope as we wait for his certain return, and grace that is sufficient for you is all that a man or woman needs to not only endure all that life throws at you, but to be strangely joyful and satisfied in it all, and we find it all in Jesus Christ. So my encouragement to you as we enter into this season is to see the holidays for the opportunities that it presents for your growth in godliness, opportunities to see sin and its temptations, opportunities to cultivate godly habits, godly character, namely a thankful and contented heart as we find our satisfaction in Christ and are slowly weaned off the trappings of this world. God is patiently doing this good work, and he'll use this winter season to grow our roots down deep if we keep our minds on things above while we're still living down here.